0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Coach Speak. I'm Matt Seidel, along with fellow hosts Derek Seidel and Josh Trope. Hello, everybody. It's Thursday, January 14th, and we are back on the pod by popular demand. Uh, (laughs) That said, uh, we are a little pressed for time. All three of us, uh, along with uh, a few thousand other coaches, are in the process of revising our practice schedules for about the 20th time. Uh Derek, Josh, how's uh how's that first day plan looking for you guys? Uh <laughs> it's it's on my list to do. Um I'm also
1: waiting to see exactly what, what we can and can't do. I think you know, I'm still brainstorming that, um piecing it together. But uh, you know, I had I had a first day plan set for <laughs> November sixteenth. So yeah. I guess I can, you know, pull a few things from there. But uh three or four yeah, thats that is that, that'll get done soon.
0: All right. Josh, how about you? I mean, I feel like we're
2: re- I'm ready to roll for our first day. I, I really, my staff and I stayed on a, a Zoom last night, um, kind of planned out some. We planned out how we could do shell drill socially distant. Uh, we figured out how we could condition socially distant. We figured out how we could do shooting drills where we're we're six feet apart during the drills. We feel. I mean, I'm being serious. Like I, I feel like we do a lot of ball handling drills with cones and be be distant. A lot of finishing drills with distance. Um, we we. I mean, we felt like we came up with a great plan for a good hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes, and then get in the weight room and we'll be ready to go. I mean, based on the information that we were given yesterday afternoon, we feel like we have a great plan ready for Monday.
0: All right. Well, hey, I, and by the way, we, we were talking defensive drills that you can do during a social distance practice. I, I thought of one today. I, tell me what you think real quick before we get going. Uh, use one of those little red laser beams, you know, and you kind of, kind of pointed out the floor and keep moving it and the guy's gotta like shuffle with it. Do you think I mean is that something we can you think that's legal or not? I mean is that I, I don't know. Just I want you to think about it. We'll talk about it maybe later. So
2: um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of great stuff we could do in the next
0: <laughs> All right. Well, well hey let's get let's get to it anyway. Uh I'm gonna break down kind of what we learned uh both yesterday and today through some correspondence from the MHSA. I'll go as quick as I can. Non-contact workouts uh starting January sixteenth through January 31 Uh, those are now okay to do uh, which is Saturday Um, January 16 is uh, the official start of the boys basketball season which means the limited team membership rule uh, activates that day Uh, that was already the case for girls basketball uh, which started on November 9. Contact workouts may begin on February 1st if the epidemic plan is adjusted and we all know that's a big if our first contest will be allowed on February 4, if we can uh, get some contact workouts going on February 1. The state tournament begins the week of March 22 uh, and wraps up uh, with the boys' final on April 10th. Similar to what we uh, previously laid out, we're looking basically at a six-and-a-half-week season uh, in 20 possible dates if you want to squeeze in three games a week. Spring sports still scheduled to start on March fifteen. So that that's kind of the that's kind of the, the cheat sheet uh, of kind of what we learned. So uh, reactions from you guys. Let's I'll let you guys start. What do you think? I guess my, my first reaction is
2: um, I, the only concern I have at all right now is that I see on Twitter there's still a lot of AAU coaches and travel coaches that are trying to suck kids into playing out of state this weekend, posting things about going to open runs and things like that. And I, I think right now we're at a point. Where this is an awesome thing, but the MHSA, Bcam, everybody's on the same page. The rep council seems to be on the, on the same page. Everybody's fighting for the, the right things, and we're finally going to get a chance to get in the gym with our kids. This is—they got to stay the course now. If you're going to play high school basketball, you got to stay the course for the next two weeks. You got to buy all into this plan, and, and we all know that the rug could be pulled out from under us. If if we are not cleared to play, and we get that for, for two weeks, you got to be committed to your high school team right now.
0: I mean, it's an individual thing too. I mean, there, there's a limited team membership rule that applies starting January 16, regardless of of what you want to call those workouts. So, I mean, if a, if if kids from a certain team or entire team went and did something like that, that, that's on them. They violated the rule. They'll have to deal with the consequences. But it is it is rolling. I'm not so not so sure. on thrilled with 100 percent of the plan i still think uh and, and them by the way activating the season and making these the official practices instead of just call kind of calling this a preseason that made the rule activate which of course prevents teams from doing this which is obviously the mhsa we've talked many times about this that's what they want they do not want these kids going off and playing uh separately with a dad coaching them or with some aau team but anyway yeah, I mean,
1: it allows them to have the control still, yep. um, which is which is key. I think you know my reaction even goes back further than that. I just it was that, you know uh, the Wednesday was just such a roller coaster for many people. I mean, I, I was actually probably as calm as I've been on any of the delays, partly because I was um, at at school that day, even though we were virtual. Um, so you know, I couldn't be freaking out like I normally would be when I'm at home, but. Um, <laughs> But talking to you know some coworkers and stuff who I think were a lot more optimistic than me, you know just just seeing how upset they were, it's like man, I guess I'm not the only one who uh, who gets who gets upset over these things. Which which I knew I wasn't, but it was it was kind of interesting to to hear everyone's reactions and then to kind of like have things swing back when the MHSEA released their statement and almost was like, all right, like we can kind of. Get something out of this. Um, You know, we're going to be able to practice a little bit. And yeah, we got to make some modifications, but we might be able to actually get this thing going. And then I I think like, you know, talking with you guys, I got to the point where it's like, you know, this, this actually, if it works out, could be better in the long run, because we're going to get, you know, two weeks to kind of slowly get ourselves acclimated, get, get, get kids back in shape. Um, for for me and I know for for Matt get our system installed a little bit because um, that was all going to be jammed into into seven practices in six days or whatever and now you got some time to try and do that so as long as we can you know get things going I, I think this could work out well um, I, I think one big issue at at our school in particular and smaller schools that um, we're just going to have to ha- have a, a decision made on is how we're going to handle the, um, the the crossover with with uh spring sports um i personally don't think it's that hard of a, a thing to, to make figure it out because you can't you can't really be it's really hard to share kids especially at the very end of your season right as you're getting into the postseason i mean it, there's always an overlap but it's it's a little bit extra of an overlap now so that'll be
2: interesting wait a minute can, can i speak to this for a minute <laughs> no, right. i'm not being serious so so baseball starts march 15th correct
0: Yes. In, uh, in a, baseball, in our, softball, all other right, sports. Right. Okay. Yeah.
2: So, but, but we're, we're baseball track type kids. We're, we're bas- boys basketball coaches. So, it starts okay. March 15th. So, let's say you make it to the district final and get eliminated. That means they would miss two weeks of a spring sport practice. That is. Every year of my coaching career at Chelsea, being the, the basketball coach, it is not that big of a deal. You make it work. What you do if you're a spring sport coach, you turn to the winter coach and say, good luck, make a deep run. We're going to cheer for you, and I'm going to adjust my schedule accordingly. That's how it needs to be handled. And and as winter coaches, you know, hey, you know, I mean, So we finish our season. There's nothing wrong with that. Trust me, I go through this every year. I mean, that was one of the greatest things about the push to February 1st for me. If we're allowed to start on February 1st, one of the benefits for me is this will be the first year I haven't missed football players the first two weeks of basketball practice. This is unbelievable. I mean, they'll, they'll win the state title on the 23rd, and we won't even start till February 1st. That's an awesome thing.
1: Yeah. And and don't get me wrong. I I don't think it's going to be that big of a big of a deal. And I actually think it's still a good thing that they're keeping the date when they are, because, you know, and and I really didn't think of this until I was talking with our our track and cross country coach, uh, because I work with both of them in the middle school at Napoleon. And they're both saying like, well, I've got, you know, a lot of kids that don't play a winter sport that, you know, would love to be able to get going on the 15th. So, you know, for those kids, that's a great
2: point. And yeah. you're
1: not with the way it is right now, like off season workouts are even more stringent than normal, so just let the season begin, let those kids get
0: started, and then you know the the basketball and, and winter sports can can pick up um yeah i i actually I, I think they made a huge mistake March fifteenth is is the wrong start date for spring sports. they should have moved it to march twenty second and this is why. The, the kids who aren't in a winter sport, they're, they're going to be doing, uh, they're going to be up in the cages hitting January. They're, they're, they're going to start, our, our kids are starting on Monday. Our softball kids, I think, are going to be in on their Monday. They're going to be doing that all winter. They could do it for another week that way. The gyms aren't even going to be available for them to practice March 15th. At, at a school like Olivet and Napoleon, you know, there's one gym and if 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 basketball teams are still playing you're going to be hosting regular season games that week there's no there's no way to do it you know and Olivet, we we've used the college in previous years that's not available to us during a pandemic so march 22nd would have been a lot better that's the start of the district tournament and teams are going to slowly be eliminated actually quickly eliminated that week and and most of the state is it seems like it's done by the end of that week you know so it would have been just a, a much better transition. They're, you know, at a school like ours, we had almost every single kid in our winter programs is is, is a spring athlete as well. And some of them are going to be torn uh, because they want to get going on that. The weather, nice weather would help, but I just think it was a mistake that they, they, they're stuck on that date for some reason. But I wasn't part of the rep council meeting, so I'm not going to. Well, it's, it's, not, they, that, it's, in their it's defense. not that big of a deal.
2: Yeah, and, and in their defense, I agree with you. March 22nd is the right date. And, and let's be honest, I mean, they could even push spring sports further back another week or two. They're not getting outside on March 22nd. But that being said, um, you know, I, I understand why they're trying to protect spring sports. They lost an entire season last year. So, I, I mean, it's I think they're making yeah, the best okay. of a bad yeah. situation. Yep.
0: fair enough. Yeah. I like I like this uh, this plan, um, but I like it if we are guaranteed to be able to. To, to, to get the okay on February one and start playing February four. If that's, if that's the case, then this is a pretty, pretty darn good plan. I mean, we're going to get, you're right. It's better than the previous one, because we're going to get a couple of weeks of conditioning and some skill work. Uh, and, and then we'll, we'll go right into the games. I think the kids will be more prepared mentally and physically to play if we get to start February one, but if we don't get to start February one, this plan stinks because I, I'm back to you know. I'm not going to make this a deregulation, um, you know, deal again. But that's kind of that would have been better because if you deregulate, then we could have done a little bit at our schools, and these kids could have kept playing with whatever teams or whatever coach they wanted to uh, at, in private facilities. But again, if we're good, February one, then I, I'm all for it. But we also might be suckers in this one and feeling really bad come early February.
2: Well, I mean, if we if we don't get started on February one, the season's over. I mean, it, it's over. And and that's when we, we look at, all right, now what can we provide for these kids um, in the seven weeks before spring break? You know, because cause that, that's what's going to happen is then, you know, how, are we allowed to continue to have skill work? Are we allowed to continue to lift? Are we, or I mean, like, where do we go from there, I guess would be the question. But the thing is, is, you know, we really can't think about that right now. We got to focus on, yeah. What can we do for the next two weeks? But I agree with you. If if we don't get started on February 1st, it's going to be a free-for-all, and it should be at that point. Yeah. See, I, I actually worry that. I don't think that on
1: February 1st, if we get pushed again, I don't know that, that I'm fully confident the MHSA is going to say, yep, we're done. We're shutting it down. It's over. I
2: trust I, I,
1: I, 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 No, I agree. I think at that point you got to you got to shut it down and then allow – basically turn it back into the offseason where – you know, you can go do other things outside of the school, but I, I'm I I truly don't think that that's what the MHSAA would do. I I don't know why, but I, I have a feeling they would keep holding on, and I don't think that's the right move. Like I, I agree, I think it should be this is the last the last go around, but I don't know. The, the thing that I'm also going to be I think careful with this time and again. I just it'll be easier now that you're with your kids, but I'm going to try and control the messaging a little bit more with with the kids just to say, hey, you know this is not a sure thing, but we're preparing for this, but you know, anything can happen. We could get delayed again, um, but we have to be ready. I think, I think a lot of us have fallen into this trap of like, Oh, we're definitely starting on the 16th and we're playing on the 22nd. Like, and that's what I think everyone just kind of assumes that those things are going to happen and it creates these huge letdowns. I think I'm going to, I don't know if this is even matters, but I'm going to try to control that messaging a little bit and be a little more honest. Like, Hey, we hope the first, but we don't know for sure
2: moving forward. Because I just think that it's just draining to constantly get these, yeah. These, uh, right. Um, well, let's, let's move on. Let's move on to it is the first. Let Let's go in that direction. So it's the first. What do we do with the game schedules? Just move ahead. Well, to speaking, we...
0: Speak. Of, speaking of the first, the speaking of draining, uh, it, it's not going to take all the way the first. The, ne- the next few days and it, it's a fun drain for me actually I kind of it, it, it's good stuff I mean it started right away I was sending emails out as soon as I got the MHSA email about scheduling and that's going to be all day tomorrow it's going to be over the weekend it's going to be early next week but putting those schedules together again like we've done so many times is is the puzzle uh, so that's actually got to go on well before February 1st um, leagues I, I think most leagues are, from what I hear, at least around us over in the in Olivet area, are, are meeting tomorrow sometime and going to try to decide if they're going to set up all new dates or if they're just going to roll the, the games that got canceled to the bottom of the schedule. There's a lot of different philosophies out there, but the scheduling uh, uh, war uh, begins. It actually, it's already started. There are people already communicating about the games, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I know the SEC meets tomorrow. I mean, obviously, the league schedules have to get set first. I think that'll happen. Um, I think that'll happen in the next 48 hours. And then by Monday, I th- would think people will be locking up non-league games as well. I will say, like, with this new schedule, I went from 15 games, I'll add a game. I'll go to 16 now. Um, and I will definitely play three in the first week. So my question is an AD, and I haven't had a chance to ask my own athletic director this, so I'll ask you and put you on the spot. It's three games in a week. Can I play three games three days in a row? Can I, can I play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and my three games for the week?
0: Uh, I think you know, man. You're gonna have me pull my handbook out. Wow. Or something. I think as long as all three are not on school nights, I think you're okay. Right, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right, I'm good to go. Yeah, Heck, I, I had, a, I had a coach who texted me last night about playing on Sunday. I wanted to know if it's legal. It, has, it is. It actually is legal. Good luck getting, yeah. getting 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 your community to do it. Only the Catholic league plays on Sunday. Everybody else is worried about it. But, yeah. Um. Yes, I, I I think you can do that. Um. But but if you played. You know the most games you can play. I'm, I'm sure our limit is still 20. So if you try to squeeze three in that first week and then three the rest of the time, that that would equal 21. You'd be one game over at that point. So. No, no,
2: I'm looking to oh. go 16 games, but I, I'm looking to play at three that first week.
0: Oh, okay. Now, hey, Josh, this is your chance too to actually schedule some some teams like the size of Chelsea and the same level of players. Is this, is this going to be an opportunity that you you jump at or are you go? Gonna... Oh, forget <laughs> that That's another podcast. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll leave that alone. So okay, but uh, the sk- the scheduling thing is going to be fun. I, you know, I, I think, uh, but really, a lot of leagues it, it's it's really going to be the same thing we just set up. It's, it's just being pushed two more weeks. Three uh, a lot of times, three games in a week. Some leagues like ours, the Glack, will play. There are three league games scheduled each week. We're not going to start league games until February 16. Some leagues will start playing. I think one, the big eight, I hear they might that February 4 might actually be a league game. So some leagues are going to, you know, choose to spread them out. Some are going to jam them in the backside a little bit. So, um, what do you guys, I mean, any idea what Cascades is going to do there?
1: Um, I have not heard. Um, I know one thing that. Uh, like before the, the extension of the, the tournament, the, the tournament being pushed back, they were throwing out the idea of, of doing like a conference tournament at the end. Cause they were expecting to not be able to get mm. enough games in. Now we've already had a few issues where we actually were, were down to, we weren't going to play a full double round robin. So it's going to be kind of an uneven schedule. Um, and they were looking at possibly having to do that even more. So they were they were looking at some different options. I have not heard. I, I hope I think they're meeting soon. I hope they get it out to us quickly. So just so we can get into the non-conference shuffle. there, trying to find um, games quickly. But I, I do not have
0: much information. So, Josh, what are the, what are they thinking in the SEC for scheduling?
2: Yeah, what I heard today was that, the, well, the athletic directors are all meeting tomorrow, and um, the I don't know the plan for all winter sports, but I know for basketball, the plan is just to go ahead and move everything back two weeks from where it was. So it looks like to me that um, the SEC White will start on February 16th, and the SEC Red will actually start on a Monday, February 8th. That would be, and that would stay consistent with the nights we already had. Everything just gets bumped. We're the same teams. All those things, schedule would stay intact. So it looks like that's how they're going to roll it out. I mean, obviously, that'll be decided tomorrow. I don't know 100% that's how it'll go, but that's kind of the plan. And then that what they're doing, I guess, is hoping that a lot of our non-league te- teams will do the same thing so we'll be able to line those games up and keep a lot of those in place. Because that, Like Derek, you said, it'll be, really be a non-league scramble is what it'll be. So um, it, hopefully teams will do that at a level of consistency, things like that. But um, I, I got to be honest, I'm a little shocked. Like I, I was almost giddy today. I mean, I, I am – Really excited. I have been, I would say, uh, for the last 24 hours. I had a parent meeting last night at 7 o'clock. Um, I, I'm jacked, man. I'm, I'm pumped to be able to get in the gym, even if it's a, a small group of kids for two hours, even if it's just ball handling, shooting, and conditioning.
0: Man, just to spend time with the kids, I, I, I'm i beyond excited. And. What? it's good to hear because when you yeah. called me when you called me yesterday in that low monotone voice i almost called 911 to have him do a little little health check for you over at the house but uh, it's good to yeah. see that you're feeling about yourself. There at, at about 12:31 i
2: i was i was there yeah but um, <laughs> the fact that we can get in the gym now and and Matt, you brought this up i mean it, it's it's ridiculous that we haven't been in the gym i mean we had open thing about it, we had open gyms going on in october and november and 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 you know what i mean to now we get to right. that point so but no I, i'm super excited about being in the gym and you know I, that excitement will definitely last two weeks and then we'll see what happens but um as of right now i'm really excited and i think the other thing i'm excited about today is i you know i i've, I've voiced my concerns about the mhsa and BCAM at times on this this podcast there's no question um, but I really felt they came through big today for us as far as um, getting us two more weeks, you know, making sure that we were given it, at the very least what we had prior to this. Um, Cause I mean, I was worried they were going to come back with like a four week season. So I, I was thrilled with the information. I guess when the bar set low, you can be really excited about things. And I guess that's kind of where I'm at. But um, again, I'm, I'm really happy with how the day I would say the last, you know, 24 hours have gone.
0: I mean, I, I, I'm excited too. And I, and again, I, it's not that I don't want to stroke the, uh, the MHSAA and the, in B cam, but this was to me, to me, it was a no brainer. I mean, what they did was that was the, the logical thing to do. Um, where my, where my trust, I, it's not that I don't trust Bcam and the MHSAA. I don't trust the MDHHS and governor Whitmer. And, uh, I, I still, I'm skeptical about whether we're going to actually play in February. I hope I'm, that skepticism is, is, is a bad feeling or a wrong feeling. Um, but I, I got some other concerns, too. I mean, I, and we've talked a little bit about this. There's, there's a little, you know, there's a little line in our, in our email today that, um, you know, it read, uh, know that we are seeking specific sport-by-sport sport guidance in terms of defining what is and what is not allowed activity for contact winter sports from January 16 to January 31. Hey, uh, MHSA, just stop. Just, yeah. we can, we can interpret the the rule just like everyone else. We don't need to keep serving it up for them so they can keep sticking it to us. If we get something in the next day or two that says that, you know, we can't share basketballs and that everybody's got to have their own ball or that, you know, we, I mean, we get some stuff that doesn't even allow us to even resemble a non-contact basketball practice uh, it, it's, it's going to be worse than again, than, than where we were. And I, hopefully they don't turn into a farce, but I I'm not 100% sure that's not going to happen.
2: So no, I'd agree with that. I mean, we, we yeah, don't, I mean, I would agree with that. I'm, I'm going to stay positive. I'm, I'm super positive right now. I'm going to stay there, but, but yeah, I, I would agree. That'd be very disappointing to say the least. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I have that same worry. Um, but I, I agree with Josh. I, I think it's best to stay positive and, and just, uh, and yeah, I hope that we don't have to, to deal with that. Cause that, that really would, would make it a lot, really hard to go two two weeks with, if we had any major, right. Um, you know, thing again, I just think that comes down to, you know, you gotta, you gotta trust programs to do the right thing. And I think it's really important that like the coaches and, and teams do everything they can to make sure that, you know, you're, you're following all the guidelines, you know, that are out there. And then that way, that, that you know we can show that we're doing this right and hopefully it'll it'll lead to good things the one other thing I would touch on is I know you know Josh has mentioned this some with us is like I, I think it would be it still would be valuable for for the basketball community to continue to, to try and make some sort of movement to have our voice be heard that we really really do want to play um, I don't think we did as good of a job as football with that and we kind of talked about that previously and I, I feel like it's still a good time to keep doing that and trying to still convince if, if it, if it, you know, I think it's, it's worth the effort, even if it doesn't pay off in the end um, to, to try that and make sure to see if the MDHHS and, or governor Whitmer can, can hear those, those cries. I, I don't know
2: exactly how that works, but Derek, I think I want to, I'd be in end end for that wagon there. I, I do. Derek, I am with you a hundred percent. I'm so glad you brought that up, but, but Derek, my concern is I, and, and I agree with you, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a parent, of a kid or you're a coach, write her a letter, write her an email, get on social media, you know, and, and do, you don't have to slam her. You don't have to be negative. Plead, let them play, let the kids play. And, but the dilemma with that, Derek, and, and, and I know we've talked about this. There are so many coaches out there right now that are afraid to get out there on social media. And I think even worse, I think there's a lot of coaches out there that don't want to see them. And and they don't want to say it. But I'm gonna tell you, you there's been crickets from the Ann Arbor crowd. I mean, besides Keith Wade, and even he hasn't been the normal outspoken Keith Wade, it's been crickets from Ann Arbor. It's been it's been crickets from you know the the metropolitan Detroit area right now. I don't I don't hear those coaches saying as loudly as we do in West Michigan that they want to play and my fear is that maybe some of them don't and and that I shouldn't say my fear my concern is if they don't want to play they're obviously not going to support that and then the other thing is is are they going to rally the troops you know are they going to and if they do want to play and i'm just wrong and they want to play well then they got to rally the parents and have the parents write letters and and you do have to get on social media because you know then people say we shouldn't get negative we shouldn't get on social media well that's how football overturned this thing in the fall is the moms got on there put pictures of their sons and Every 30 minutes, they blasted a, a tweet out. Every 30 minutes. And, and that helped. It brings awareness. Um, we, again, do it in a respectful way. It is okay to complain. It, it is. Sometimes you have to complain for change. You know, a, a lot of these coaches are out there saying, we're role models, we're mentors, we've got to stay positive, we've got to teach the kids to do it the right way. Well, of course we do. But you know what? As a coach and a role model and a mentor, you also have to teach kids to stand up for something when they believe it's wrong. And that's
0: part of our job too i i I agree with one hundred percent that we we need to push and, uh, and and everyone needs to push, especially if you believe uh in it. The mHSA I think was clear Mark Ewell on the huge show uh, a couple days ago. you know he mentioned the great back and forth and partnership they have with the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services and the government when it comes to the fall sports in this pilot testing program uh, because they like that it's good optics and so forth the m d h h s but they're not getting they're getting crickets. From the government and the uh, MDHHS, when it comes to winter sports, they present their their case and they, they basically get a thank you and, and that's it. There's no back and forth at all. They got a 30 uh, 30 minute courtesy 30 minutes before the press conference on Wednesday, they got a courtesy call kind of explaining what was coming down the the uh, Department of Health and Human Services does not respect the MHSAA and they're our voice and I, I'm not blaming them but our voice needs to become louder needs to become bigger and needs to become wider if we want any change um because uh and, and there, you know, I, you, know you, you mentioned the Ann Arbor coach I, mean, I don't want to tell someone what to think if, if that's what if that's what they feel that's great that's that's their prerogative and that's their right but uh, There's so many people out there that, that see the injustice in all this, and it, it's really time. This is a great time to be heard. This is a great opportunity. Um, you know, I I think you guys read this today. I wanted to touch on one thing before we stop. Did anybody, either you guys, read uh Graham Couch's article in the Lansing State Journal, journal today? I did read it, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I I could not disagree more with his lack of uh, logic, lack of logic, whatever you want to call. But you know, there are there are just people out there that think that. And his his math, by the way, he tried to do math for us in the article, made zero sense. Um, yes, people, uh, the virus is out there, and people are getting it, and it's going to spread. But it, it's not just spreading. On the basketball court or the football field or the volleyball court or whatever, so just to you know to to say that's too dangerous ninety nine point six percent is not good enough because that point four is going to lead to this, this, and this i mean let's just you know you can't just shut down basketball and not shut everything else down that that's a violation of of the rights of those people that that game means a lot too. But, um, but there are people out there like Graham that, I, you know, either one, he really believes that, which makes me scratch my head or two, he's just, it's clickbait. And he just wanted to to inspire emotion, which he did in me this morning uh, as I arrived at work, but I don't know what you guys thought about it.
1: Yeah, I don't think that there's, you know, a ton of evidence that shows that, you know, having one kid's going to, it's going to automatically be a super spreader. If you have two teams play and one of the kids had it on, on during that game or, or was, you know, hadn't yet realized he had, I mean, I, I didn't, it didn't, maybe it happened and it just wasn't publicized as much in the fall, but like all the fall sports that went, like there was teams that, that had kids that were at events against other teams and, and they realized after the fact, Oh, that we had a kid that had the virus at the game. It, it never really seemed to just blow up, um, uh, you know, in those circumstances. So I, again, I, that doesn't mean that it can't happen or that it wouldn't happen, but I think it's worth the risk. And again, we're going to, there's there's going to be shutdowns. There's going to be schools that have to, you know, be out for 10 days or whatever, but it, it's better to
0: try than to get nothing. Yeah. Let's just manage the, the deal. And that's, you know, that's what the pro sports and the college sports are doing. I mean, I look at my ESPN app every day and I scroll down to see the the schedule for games around the country. and And there's a handful or more postponements every single day. But there are also a lot more games being played and, and people are managing it. Some teams have played fifteen games some people teams have played five, so be it it's going to be like that in high school, but you don't just shut it down, you manage it and that's it's all it's all really we're asking but um yeah, good stuff uh we'll, we'll see I guess you know hopefully hopefully we're all rolling on uh Saturday and hopefully we can keep Trope giddy because he's he's much cooler when he's giddy and not depressed like he was yesterday for about a half an hour so it's it's great to see you uh, laughing again josh and bouncing around so um but anyway that uh that does it uh, i guess for this episode uh this uh uh, not really an emergency podcast but i guess you could call it that uh this episode of coach speak we appreciate the the support and the love and uh We'll be back uh, soon. Hopefully the next time we're we're talking about what these uh, socially distanced practices look like and some of the creative things we're doing to keep them interesting uh, for the next couple of weeks. Um, Until then, everyone, uh, stay safe, mask up and peace.